Welcome to Spring Creek Church Online. Thanks for joining us today from wherever you are in the world. My name is Pastor Jessica, and I'm the online campus pastor here at Spring Creek Church. All I have to say is, wow, wow, what a week. The gift of Christ was amazing. I loved watching every single night. Did you enjoy talking to staff online? I know I definitely enjoyed talking to you. I believe it was a great experience for all of us. It's the day after Christmas, and I can't believe how fast it just flew right by us. I mean, 2021, what a year. I'm sure you've already started reflecting on all the events that have happened this year. Maybe some of you are thinking about New Year's resolutions. Well, I'm not. I've learned from experience that there is no time like the present. And if you want to accomplish something, just do it now. So I don't even make New Year's resolutions because I'll probably forget about them by January 15th. But 2021 has had its own challenges and its own disappointments. Life can be hard and we can all go through hard things. I'm always looking for ways to deal with difficulties in my life. Years ago, I purchased a journal and immediately began to write. But what I quickly realized was I was really, really, really angry. I mean, in less than two minutes, I had filled up a page and made a whole list of things that I was upset about. I put the journal away and forgot about it. And almost a year later, I found it again. And behold, when I read it, can you believe that a year later, I was still angry about the same things on that list? A whole year had passed by and I hadn't changed. I was still in the same condition. There was no progress no healing, and it was the same frustration. I was stuck. That day I promised that I would never allow myself to be stuck again. The Cambridge Dictionary defines stuck as being unable to move or set in a particular position, place, or way of thinking. So in 2022 and beyond, I don't want us to dwell on the things that happened in 2021, in 2020, 2019, 1999, and for some of you, 1985. I mean, you could be stuck in fear, anger, grief, sadness, loneliness, disappointment, worry, and anxiety. Or because you're stuck, you can become insecure, prideful, defensive, or your heart is just hardened. No matter what it is, it hinders our growth. We all have experienced hard things, but some have experienced suffering more than others. So maybe in 2021, you experienced a job loss. Maybe it was a lost promotion. Maybe it was a breakup. Maybe it was a pregnancy you never had, a child that wasn't born, a death of a loved one, a relationship that didn't work out, a marriage that is falling apart or a marriage that already fell apart or maybe a life that you just didn't imagine for yourself. In 1 Samuel chapter one, talks about a woman named Hannah who knew what it felt like to be stuck year after year after year. Hannah was married to a man named Elkanah who had two wives. The other wife was named Penina. God's original plan for marriage as indicated in the Garden of Eden is between one man and one woman. Any man who has been married for any amount of time knows that managing one wife can be extremely difficult. So imagine if you had many wives. Throughout the Bible, 
Polygamy has caused men and women of God to depart from God's original plan, which caused them heartache and trouble. Each year, Elkanah would travel to Shiloh to worship and sacrifice at the tabernacle. First Samuel chapter one, four and five says on the days Elkanah presented his sacrifice, he would give portions of meat to Penina and each of her children. And though he loved Hannah, he would give her one choice portion because the Lord had given her no children. Hannah was barren, but her husband gave her a portion large enough for two people because he loved her so much. Even though she was barren and the Lord had not given her children, her name means God has favored me, which tells me that we can go through hard things and still be favored by God. First Samuel six and seven say, so Penina would taunt Hannah and make fun of her because the Lord had kept her from having children. Year after year, it was the same. Penina would taunt Hannah as they went to the tabernacle. It wasn't enough that Hannah experienced disappointment, grief, and shattered dreams. She experienced embarrassment, mocking, and ridicule from the wife who had many children from her husband. And worse, she experienced it year after year after year. But her pain wasn't from outright taunting. It was watching all the children enjoy their portion of meat given to them by her husband, children that weren't even hers. Each time Hannah was wrecked and would be reduced to tears and not eat her portion of meat. The last time it happened, her husband wanted her to know uh, why she was crying and why she was suffering. And then he asked her, don't I mean more to you than 10 sons? He loves her so much that he tries to make her feel better, but an insensitive, sad attempt to make her feel better, he just reminds her that she doesn't have any sons at all. Hannah demonstrates what Paul describes as, as one of the fruit of the spirit, long suffering and patience. Contrary to popular belief, people who are long, long suffering or patient are not weak or meek. They are actually demonstrating strong character and self-control in not reacting harshly. Hannah doesn't exactly, Hannah does exactly that. Instead of reacting to her bully, she went to the temple and the Bible says there she prayed bitterly. Hannah truly understood what disappointment was. The prophet Eli was by the temple and when he was watching Hannah cry to the Lord, her mouth was moving, but no words were coming out of her mouth. Have you ever cried so hard that you couldn't even make a sound? That your pain didn't even have words? I believe she had one of those ugly, snot flowing, fake eyelashes don't have a chance type of prayers. When Eli saw her praying like that, he thought she was drunk. He said, how long are you going to stay drunk? Put away your wine. While praying, she made a vow uh, in verse 11 saying, Lord Almighty, if you will look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. Hannah tells him, I'm not a wicked woman. I'm just pouring out my soul to the Lord. And I've been praying out of anguish and grief. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 1, 17 and 18. In that case, Eli said, go in peace. May the God of Israel grant the request 
that you have asked for. Hannah says, oh, thank you, sir, she exclaimed. Then she went back and began to eat again, and she was no longer sad. Hannah grieved for a season, and then she got up, began to eat, and she was no longer sad. A season is part of a year, and we have four years in a season, except if you live in Florida, then you just have one season, which is hot season all year round. But the beauty of a season is that each season, it begins and then it ends. But the importance of it is that it ends. A season can't continue because there is purpose for each season. And the Bible tells us this in Ecclesiastes 3.1, where it says, there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. Winter can't last forever because we need growth to happen. And that happens in spring. Hannah understood this because when Eli tells her to go in peace, she does. Her season of grief was over and the season of walking in peace had began. Peace is a state of tranquility or wholeness. And in the Old Testament relates to a relationship of love and loyalty with God. She understood the deep theological terminology coined by Taylor Swift as the shake it off theology. You heard me, right? I said, shake it off theology through this dance pop song released in 2014. Taylor Swift teaches us that the players are going to play and the haters are going to hate. The heartbreakers are going to break and the fakers are going to fake, but we're just going to shake, 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 shake it off. Listen, I know you guys have that music playing in your heads right now. The shake it off theology says when everything is out of control, You can cry about it. You can grieve it. You can be disappointed about it. You can complain about it. But when God says, go in peace, you better get up, wipe your tears, shake it off and walk in peace, knowing that God has everything under control. That whether God answers the prayer or he doesn't answer the prayer, I'm going to go in peace. The Bible tells us in Psalm 35, Weeping may last through a night, but joy comes in the morning. Jesus is the light of the world. And when we let him in our hearts, we are no longer in darkness. It is only by the good news of what Jesus did on the cross that brings true joy to our lives. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus leaves his peace with us, but we have to choose to walk in it. You might be asking how, how does she shake it off? And how do I shake it off? Here's how Hannah allowed herself to go through the season. She grieved and she cried She allowed herself time to heal. She extended grace to herself. And when I say shake it off, I don't want to minimize the process of healing. I don't want to sound trite or one of those people that tell you just get over it. And I'm telling you this because I myself am grieving right now. Because of this major life transition, I'm grieving my city. I'm grieving my home. I'm grieving my family, 
I'm grieving my friends and I'm grieving my church family. So I will allow myself time to grieve. And then I'm going to go in peace, knowing that this is exactly where God wants me. See, another thing that Hannah did was Hannah took time to evaluate her heart. So we must evaluate our hearts and do what God is leading you to do to move to the next season. In evaluating our hearts, we take an inventory of our current condition to determine next steps. Whether that's making amends with some people, engaging in self-care, like setting boundaries or joining a support group or seeing a therapist, and maybe it's all three for you. Hannah had a pure heart. Hannah did not retaliate against her husband's wife when she taunted her. And I can say personally that that is very difficult. She didn't have to fight that battle because God was fighting that battle for her. Exodus 14, 14 tells us the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. Hannah was humble. She received double portion and she didn't brag about it. After what she had went through, I can't tell you that I would react the same way. She could have bragged that she was more loved than the other wife, but she remained humble. 1 Peter 5, 6 tells us, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. James 4, 6b says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Hannah turned to the Lord for comfort. Only God can bring comfort. In her anguish, she couldn't be comforted by her husband. She couldn't be comforted by the double portion of meat on her plate, but she ran to be in the presence of God so that he could be her comfort. Second Corinthians one verses three and four says, praise be to God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the father of compassion and the God of all comfort who comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we ourselves receive from God. Hannah prayed. She prayed to the Lord. She didn't announce that she was going to the temple and pray. She just went silently. Hannah prayed and her lips were moving, but she was not heard. Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Hannah submitted. She submitted to the will of God. The Bible says in the course of time, God blessed her with a son and Hannah kept her vow to the Lord and brought her son Samuel back to the temple and there he lived with Eli. We know that later Samuel is the one who anoints Saul uh, and then David to be king of Israel. All Hannah had to do was walk in peace, trusting in her relationship with God that is founded in love and loyalty. After submitting to the will of God, Hannah worshiped. Hannah worshiped God, not because of what he had done for her, because he still hadn't done the miracle yet, but for who he was. She understood that all things we must worship. 
Ephesians 5, 19 and 20 says, sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God, the father for everything in the name of our Lord, Jesus Christ. To finish Hannah's story, God gave Hannah what she wanted and she kept her promise to give her son to the Lord by letting him live and serve in the temple with Eli. So there you have it. Whatever it is that has you stuck in the past with no progress, no healing, and the same frustration year after year after year after year, God calls us to go in peace, shake it off, heal from the past, and look forward so we can focus on the eternal things through Jesus Christ. So here's my challenge to you. Identify your season. Extend grace to yourself. Walk in peace. Evaluate your heart. Be humble. Turn to the Lord for comfort. Pray. Submit to the will of the Father and worship him all through it. Don't wait for 2022. Do it now. And remember, there is no time like the present. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this day that you have given us. Thank you for this year that you have given us. Thank you for letting us wake up, Lord, and have another breath. Because if we're breathing, that means that there's still purpose for our lives. Father, I pray that in this year, Lord Jesus, that, that we would be able to shake the things off in 2021, Father God. That we would allow ourselves to heal, Lord Jesus. And that we, be, that we would be able to move forward, Lord Jesus, hearing your voice and allowing you, Father, to guide us in all things. Father, we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We will see you next week. 